I'm ready for the weekend. Me too. I'm literally <laughs> so ready. Sadly, I only got a couple of bills that are going to be made, so I'm not going to be doing a bunch of Christmas shopping. It looks like I'm actually going to be going Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve weekend, and I've n never actually done that before. So, but it's all good. I'll make it work, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I all of my presents are going to be, I think the last one comes in on Monday. Nice. So everybody's stuff will be here Yeah. before next week really gets going well i gotta refigure out you for your main because yeah just things happened so <sighs> that that one's that one's the the fun one i'm not so worried about the girls and uh, because you know well wait what did i get i got lily what did i get her did I buy something for her? I feel like I did. I did. You bought her. I thought That's you right. bought her a birthday present, though. Huh? I thought you only got her a birthday present. No, 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 no. I got her. I got her a Christmas present. The the uh, the Pikachu's are for for Christmas. So for her birthday, I'm taking her to go see Avatar. Oh which, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. We still have to watch the first one. Yeah, which I was planning on doing tonight. So. That's my hope there. So we'll watch the first one and she'll be able to see that and be like, oh, wow. You know, as long as if she likes it, it'll, you know, it'll suck. <laughs> she watches it and goes, meh, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would kind of suck. We've got everything all reserved and all set up and everything. And she'll be like, oh, yay. Yeah, this is for me. Mmm, joy. So anyway, you know, and that is what it is, but... Uh, you know, it's and the cold, holy crud, the cold and the heaters won't keep up. So, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be fun. I get why this big house had like, you know, four fireplaces in it at one point for sure. Yeah. So but we need to start really seeing what we can do as far as insulation and everything goes. Definitely. Uh, and then next week. Oh, I'm excited. I was hoping to have our I'm well, we're going to talk about them anyways, but. Um, I'm hoping to have him so but okay well without spoiling it too much welcome to the stupid podcast on everything where I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time from two people with two different lifestyles growing up in two different dichotomies so let's get right into it all right so what are we starting off with today um I've got two different posts from reddit from r slash am I the a-hole Okay. So the name of this one is, Am I the Asshole for Leaving a Vegas Trip After We Got There and, quote, Ruining the Trip for Others. So I, 22 female, went to Las Vegas with three others. I'll call them Mary, 23 female, Lydia, 23 female, and Kitty, 24 female. Mary is my cousin, and Lydia and Kitty are friends. They wanted to go earlier, but I had exams during that time, so we pushed it back a bit. This was meant to be a girl's trip, but a couple of weeks ago, Mary and Kitty both said they wanted to bring their boyfriends, and it would be more fun sightseeing with a bigger group. I was a little annoyed because I thought it was just us girls, but Lydia was fine with it, and I said, sure, whatever. The original hotel situation was two rooms, me and Mary in one and Lydia and Kitty in another, but they said they're looking for separate rooms since they'll be staying with their boyfriends, and I'd probably have to bunk with Lydia. I had no issue with that, so I didn't ask any more questions. So we arrive at our hotel in Vegas, and it turns out Mary and Kitty didn't end up booking rooms. The plan was to arrive at the hotel and then see if they can spare a room, but obviously given the holiday season and it's Vegas, all the affordable rooms were gone. I was <laughs> pissed because they never said beforehand they hadn't booked. Kitty then said it's wow. not a big issue, we still have the two rooms originally booked, and if we pay a little extra, the hotel gives day beds. 
Each couple takes a room, then me and Lydia bunk with one. I never agreed to this, and I didn't feel comfortable third-wheeling with Mary and her boyfriend, who I don't know very well to begin with. I suggested checking a nearby hotel to see if they had a room, but the others didn't want to be separated. I then said, maybe we can put the boys in one room and the four of us can squeeze into one, but they shut that down too and insisted the couple plan was best. Eventually, I told them I'm not comfortable with this and I'm out. Hope they have fun. Mary said it's really not a big deal and Lydia has no problem with it. She came by herself too, so what's my issue? I ended up finding a place to check into for the night and and caught a flight back yesterday. Well, all three of them are really pissed at me, saying they changed the timing for me and I've ruined the vacation and if I didn't really want to go, I should have opted before. Kitty texted saying she didn't realize I was so prudish and, quote, gag at the sight of a man, unquote, doesn't make much sense because I am married and thanks for making this all about you. Mm-hmm. So, Reddit, am I the asshole? Nope. Not in the fucking slightest. Hell no. I'm sorry. I'll go first on this one if that's okay. <laughs> No way. There's there's no way. You you literally you had a plan. Yeah, they had to work around you at the beginning, but they were they were not only work, having you work around them, but wanting to change it so you were going to end up, you know, sleeping with somebody that you don't know and you're not comfortable with. There's no world where that's okay. There's no world where I would expect that. You know, just it, it baffles me that people sit there and they and they have those. Do I think you overreacted? Yeah, if you found a different place, then maybe you found a different hotel, go stay at that hotel and then go back to them. But as far as their attitudes back, nah, they can eat a they can eat a fiery bowl of dicks for that. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're sitting there and it's like, "Hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not a prude thing. It doesn't and it wouldn't matter if it was." You know, they don't know you or, or your background enough to, to be able to be like that. And it doesn't matter if it's your sister, you know, and they change the plans and change the plans and change the plans. And then you're supposed to be OK with it. No, that's not the way it works. It's absolutely stupid. You know, you have your space. You have your reasons. If you don't want to sleep in a room with a strange guy that you don't know, I can't see where that's the actual argument. I can't believe, I mean, think about it. Like, where's the argument on the other side? I can't believe you don't want to stay in a room with somebody you may not be friends with and somebody and some strange guy that you don't know. That, that is literally how murder happens. You know, that's, that's just ridiculous. No, I wouldn't have left. I would have probably had fun in Vegas myself, you know, but you know, you did what you did and, and no, you are not, you're not the asshole. You're not. What are your thoughts? I agree. I I can't ever understand why when cuz I I mean I'm always about plans. I hate I hate when <laughs> things get thrown off and it's hard. It's something that, you know, we had I had to get used to with you is that mm-hmm. you refuse to make plans for things and it's still hard for me if I'm expecting one thing and get a different thing and it mostly comes down to like I I dress differently when we go different places. I, you know, prepare my, you know, bags and things differently when we go different places and things like that. But, you know, I'll wear different clothes based on whether or not we're going to go, like, to a sushi place or a Mexican place versus, you know, anywhere else because I'll eat more. And just things like that I I change up. So I want to, to be adequately prepared. But for an entire trip... Yeah. There's no world where I would have been okay with third wheeling somebody else on a Vegas trip, knowing that they would want to go and have fun and, you know, be drunk and probably mm-hmm. have sex. 
I would not want to be anywhere near that, nor right. would I want to be kicked out or feel like I can't come into the room or anything like that. I would have found another room and would have most likely been fine with that, especially because she said that she's married. So I would have just, you know, mm -hmm. chilled in another room, called, you know, because if this was me, I would have called you and just, you know, talked to you, vented to you about it. And then, you know, I know you would have told me, just go have fun anyways. Mm -hmm. Go meet some, you know, other people or hang out with them or whatever. And, you know, just I would have done something in this. I, I don't know if I would have gone home because uh, you know yeah. it's vegas i would have already been there i would have already been you know excited to have fun so that that part yeah that's that's a little over the top to me because you play a magic yeah. show go to a concert that happens there every single night there's great tickets and, and great pricing on things you know depending on where you're coming from there's a great in and out burger there <laughs> so which i'm still craving but yeah the, i wouldn't have gone home but yeah, def definitely even venting and we keep our plans a lot of times. And, and there's a lot of times that I don't say what pl our plans are because I'll have a plan and then a backup to that plan. Because if, if it's gotta be fluid, because we may not get somewhere on time. Um, we may not, you know, just, it may have changed and something may have changed in it. We'll be like, Oh, we're going to have this kind of meal. And then it's like, you know what? No, we're not. And we're going to go do this thing. Mm, you know what? But there's too many people there. Cause you know, even at Vegas, there's a lot of things that you can go to where there's not shoulder to shoulder people, you know, and we've been to heck for your birthday. We went to, you know, we went to several wineries, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was, I was fluid about it. And one of the wineries that I wanted to go to, which was a smaller winery, we didn't go to because there were three tour buses pulling up as we were coming close to it. Mm -hmm. You didn't say anything to you. I was just like, mm, no. And even <laughs> when we went for a walk after we checked into the hotel and everything, it was like, okay, we went for a walk, went and, I went to that ice cream shop and then when a bunch of people showed up we're like okay time to go you know but at the same time you were out there op i would have had fun and i would have tried to even get back with them and say hey look i'm just gonna sleep here why is that an issue why does it matter so much to you that i sleep with this strange guy in the room you guys are gonna get drunk and try to push me into something and i'm married you know I'm not even looking at this situation as any other aspect of than you know, how, how would my husband feel? Cause it sounds like you're, you know, you're in a monogamous relationship. How, how would my husband feel knowing that I slept in a room with a strange guy and you know what? Drunk people are stupid. So you're going to be like, let's have sex. They're sleeping. No, no, nobody's not. No, they're not. No, they're not. You know? And then what, how, what is that situation going to bring up? So no, you no. The answer is no. You are not the a-hole. Period. Oh, next one. Well, that was a fun little power issue. So if we sound a little different right now, <laughs> nothing that we could have done about that. We had to actually change locations. So <laughs> good times, good times. Eventually we're going to get this thing done. So what do we got next? Our second Am I the Asshole um, from user dramatic underscore use 6112. And it is titled, Am I the Asshole for Not Giving My Son's Stepson Money for University When I Have for All My Other Grandkids? So, I have three kids. My husband and I worked hard to raise them and get them to be productive adults. And they are. And, and they are. I am proud of all three. They were great kids and have become pretty good adults, if I do say so myself. When my oldest daughter married a widower who already had a two-year-old child, my husband and I put money into an education fund. We did the same for every biological ch grandchild. 
We know a little bit about investing in compound interest. By sta starting early, we can invest a little bit each month, and by the time they graduate high school, we are able to provide each one with enough money for a good start in life. Nice. My oldest grandchild just graduated from high school. We were able to let them know that after scholarships and everything were taken into account, they would be graduating debt-free. We don't give them any of the money. We pay for tuition and fees and such. We learned our lesson from our youngest, our only son. Mm. We gave him the money like we had for his two older sisters. He had scholarships as well, but he blew through the money we gave him and chose to become a tradesperson instead. He does very well and now owns his own successful business. He was married, but it didn't work out. We have two grandkids from that marriage. Last year, he married a very nice woman who has a 15-year-old son. She had him very young, and it caused a rift in her family. None of them came to the wedding. Mm. My son approached us about money for his stepson's education. After my husband and I discussed it, we said that we could afford to give him $5,000 to help out, but that was it. My son is very disappointed. He knows that all my other grandkids have enough money in their accounts to pay for at least two and a half years of in-state tuition and expenses. He makes good money, but he also likes to spend it on toys and vacations. I don't think that him or my daughter-in-law have anything to put away for his stepson. That is why we offered the $5,000. My son and his wife are planning ahead for when he graduates in June, and they are still complaining that I am treating him different from our other grandkids. I know that we are, but we didn't have almost two decades to save for him. That right. $5,000 came out of my fund for when I need to replace my car. You want to go first on this one, or you want me to go first? Um, you can, you can go first, just because I've already read it, so... No, you're, you're not the asshole. Your son's being unreasonable. You know, bringing in a 15-year-old kid into a family is just, you're not going to be able to do the things that you're doing unless you're, you know, Daddy Warbucks or something sitting there with an exorbitant amount of money that's going to allow you to do something like that. So, no, your son's being unreasonable in the thought that, you know, he's not understanding and, hey, if he's making good money, then he should be able to take care of it too. He's the one who married and brought on the extra kids. You're not the ones who <laughs> brought on the extra grandkid, you know. If you mm -hmm. would have adopted the grandkid or something like that separately, then that would be a different story. But no, I don't think so at all. You? No. I don't think that they're anywhere near it. It's mm -hmm. the very valid point that it's kind of just out of their control. It sucks. Yeah. And it's obvious that it's something that they, you know, thought about. I mean, they're obviously older, wiser. They've made a lot of, you know... They've put a lot of thought into it, mm -hmm. and then they still offered money, which is what, you know, I I don't know. I just, I feel like the, he should just be grateful that he's getting offered anything, because like they said, they don't think that they have anything put away for him for yep. college, and that's just, you know, that sucks for neither one of the parents to have anything to offer, and then he gets offered $5,000 from his, you know, new grandparents. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know... They they should be they should be appreciative appreciative that he's getting anything. Yeah, and, and you know uh, this thing about grandparents being the ones that have to have the money for the grandkids to go to college. That's that's just I hmm, I'm I'm looking to pay for my daughters. I'm looking to pay for my own kids. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go to my my grandparents and go hey, girls are graduating high school pony it up you know mm -hmm. so no no you're 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 not you're not the a-hole you guys are doing exactly what you need to be doing and you the fact that you sat there and said hey we have this money for and, and there's no surprises you're not like well we'll see what we can do and then haha five thousand dollars is what we can do 
No, you're being reasonable and you're uh, your kids aren't being grateful for something that you're not obligated to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's where it is. All right. So you had a bunch of questions next. Yeah, some pretty, pretty fun questions. Okay. Um, I have more than one this time because I, you know, had that one question the last time and then mm -hmm. you answered it real short and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I'm prepared. Sorry, have, not sorry. <laughs> That's how we grow and develop. So we'll start with this one because I'm actually very curious. Actually, no, I'm, I think I might know what you're going to say okay. just because it got, it got brought up recently. Okay. But what's your controversial food opinion? Ooh. <sighs> Do you want me to go in the hot dog sandwich one? That's what I. I that's you know I that's thought. the one you think I'm gonna go about. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, you can you can do give a couple if you. Oh need yeah, to. no, I'll, but I'll I'll start with this one just fine. One second. No, I'll I'll, I'll happily start with the hot dog one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So because we can go into that and whether or not cereal is soup or whatever, but the hot dog <laughs> one is is fun for me. Okay. Okay. The hot dog one goes like this. People are like, "Well, is a hot dog a sandwich?" And there's, everybody's seen it, I'm sure, online. There's just huge debates about it, and people have huge talks about it. I actually listened to another podcast, and that was one of the things that they talked about. And, and they came to the conclusion that the hot dog was a sandwich. To which, no, it's not. By the very definition, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay? Um, in fact, why don't you pull it up really quick and read the definition of a sandwich for me? Okay. So, the definition of a sandwich is an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them eaten as a light meal. There you go. So, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. By definition, no, because a hot dog utilizes a single bun split in half. By definition, a hot dog is not a sandwich. A hoagie is not a sandwich. Subway doesn't serve sandwiches. Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Subway doesn't serve sandwiches, and lobster rolls are not sandwiches. So when people sit there and say, oh, where do you want to go? Oh, they'll have the sandwich. It, they're not sandwiches. In fact, Subway never fully cuts into the sandwich to make it two separate pieces. So where Jersey Mike's does fully yeah. cut into it to make mm -hmm. it a sandwich, no. It is not. So end of the debate, end of the discussion, end the argument, because it's absolutely ridiculous that it's even still a thing. A hot dog is not a sandwich. OK, that's 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 the first one. I mean, I, that's that's like a big one for me. You know, the other the other thing I'll, I'll hmm. ask the question again. What's your controversial food opinion? OK. I don't think everybody should cook. I think there is a large group of people that have no business being in the kitchen, that have no business being able to cook anything and should not prepare meals. And I don't believe that you should have to bring something to somebody's party or anything like that if it's, I don't know how to put this, for it to be judged or for people to sit there and ask you, you know, what you think of their food. It isn't fair. I'm a chef. So when people sit and they bring food and they have me taste it, like, oh, I'll give the prime example because it's a thing out here that <laughs> I, ugh. Okay. Christmas, a cheese ball, 
or the log. What what was that thing? What was that that Sheila brought? Right. It was what the cheese ball or something like that. I don't. It was, it was gross. It was like Lipton soup mix <laughs> and nuts and, a bunch and, of ranch. <laughs> and ranch powder wrapped around this ball of cheese. And then what is she, she asked me, oh, you got to taste this. You got to try it. You're going to love this. OK, number one, you didn't cook a damn thing. Yeah. There was no cooking involved in that. Number two, it was horrible. It tasted like I was eating a processed salt lick. And the problem is, is that I'm an honest person. So what do I do? What do I say at that point, right? Don't ask a chef what they think about your food. If a chef wants to volunteer what they think about your food, then just accept it. Gordon Ramsay doesn't go to McDonald's to have the McDonald's staff go, so what do you think? You know, just just don't. Don't. don't you're, you're talking about two different calibers. In no world should you feel like you have to compare your style of cooking to my style of cooking because we're not going to be the same. There's, we're two different people with two different lives. And it would be, it, it's, it's sad to think about, you know, it, it's an insult. It's kind of an insult. And, and chefs won't say it, but they feel it. That it's, it's an insult when somebody's like, so what do you think about this food? Because the truth is, nine times out of ten, we have to lie to you. You're going to, oh, it, it, it's good, is what you're going to hear us say. And in our head, what we're saying it's good for somebody who's never been trained before and doesn't know how to, you know, uniformly cut onions, who doesn't know how to properly saute onions until they get to a proper caramelization without burning the ends, who doesn't know how to slice a mushroom so that the entire mushroom is sliced evenly. So half my slices aren't, you know, thicker than a record and the other half are thinner than, you know, God meant paper to be. So because we th look at things in a completely different way. So... Yeah, I, I despise that. You should never ask a chef what they think of your meal, and you should never, you know, have those expectations. Is that good? Can I leave <laughs> yeah. it at that? Because I, I have more, but they'll just get meaner and meaner. <laughs> well, here's one to, to, to piss you off. Okay. Um, that's in the comments. The McRib should stop coming back. Why? <laughs> Why? The McRib's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I. <sighs> it's okay. You don't need you. You like it. No, I. I. You know what? I like it. Nostalgia like it. I like it because, I when I was young, it was a thing, and I and I just whenever I have one, it goes back to that being a young thing. I would never make one <laughs> i would i would never set myself up so that yeah this thing is you know it's it's a mcrib it's the same thing with a double cheeseburger with extra pickles and extra onions and extra sauce i'm having that because it's a nostalgia thing it brings me back to something as much as a moon's over my hammy does at denny's you know there's plenty of foods that i eat that aren't the best tasting foods in the world but they they have a meaning to me food for me is beyond the meaning of just the ingredients, right? Mm -hmm. So there's meals that you cook that it's like, I love it when you cook them. I love Amy's chili because I love it when Amy cooks her chili. I, I love, you know, Nikki, I want that chicken and dumplings again. That was a phenomenal, but I was also really proud of, of the work she put into it, you know? It's like, no, and everybody has those things. And it's like, and those are the things that I want. I'm waiting for your lasagna again.
So we're going to make it on Christmas. Oh, well, yeah, you say that. So I'm just saying. I, know. I and that's Christmas is a long time away. So, but you know what? And if somebody likes a McRib, somebody likes a McRib. Who are you to say otherwise? Shut up and move on. It's a controversial food opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just just shut up. That's 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 other people like it. Who cares what you think? <laughs> Anyways, I don't really have one. I feel like I. I feel like the only thing that I could say that, like, nobody ever agrees with is that root beer is the best soda to me. Because everybody thinks, like, I've heard people describe root beer as, like, it's never your first pick, but if it's there, you'll drink it. Like, if there's not going to be Coke or Pepsi or Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper. Sprite, Mm -hmm. then, like, you know, if you go to a party and there's, like, root beer and there's nothing else, it's like, yeah, I'll drink it. Like, and everybody says, like, oh, whose first choice is root beer? Mine is. My only choice (laughs) is root beer. I only drink root beer. It's the only soda that I consume, unless you consider Fresca a soda. But even then, I will choose root beer over Fresca any day. If it's there, I will drink it. If it's not there, I will bitch about it. <laughs> and have you so. noticed they changed the Fresca bottle? It's no longer green. Yeah, they. I saw actually like yeah. a news article about that somewhere. I don't know, but yeah, we 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 went to Kroger's the other day. I was like, what? They're all they're all clear. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. It was off putting, but yeah, no. So that's I guess mine. Root beer is the best soda, but whatever. Okay. Um, so the next question. I guess you know. Without it being food related, okay. <laughs> since you know we just you were you were willing to to argue about the ones you just said, mm-hmm. what is the smallest hill you're willing to die on? Oh, so aside from the fact that hot dogs aren't sandwiches, yeah, because you already talked about that. It has okay. to be different, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the smallest culinary hill I'm willing to die no, on, or just something any? not related to food, because the last one was related to food. Oh, that all religions are cults. But that's not really small. Yeah, no. Okay. It means like something that's so minuscule that you're willing to just like go ham with anybody on. That this <laughs> it's the smallest still. Oh man, oh that's a good one. And so the smallest hill that I am willing to die on. <sighs> Crud. I don't know. I'm such a stubborn person. I don't know <laughs> how many of my hills are small. Um, okay, I got one. You're laughing about it because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, I think if people cut you off, you should be able to run them off the road. Period. In <laughs> the story, that's so like, drastic. Like your insurance company should find them at fault, their insurance company should find them at fault. You have a dash cam, they cut you off and they brake check you, or they just cut you off. You know, just, no, just run them off the road. Just you know what, <laughs> pit maneuver, have fun. Such so. a drastic response to something. I, that's why it's totally a small hill you're willing to die on because I, you you get so heated and I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand do. when like you're in the in the big rig and you're dealing with you know shitty people that you know don't know how to merge and things like that. Yep. I can understand being upset and you know honking your horn and things like that. If they decide they're gonna break check you afterwards and things like that, that's at some that point. Yeah, you're you're you are. Okay, uh, so I'll, t- I'll take it to one step further, though, okay, if, if, if you want to get to this. When we're coming up to a construction site, okay, and you saw the same signs that I did, and you're coming up as the lanes are starting to merge, I am not going to let you in front of me. 
And in fact, I did this in oh, New yeah. York. You will die on that hill. Yes. This is perfect. Hundred percent. And I have died. I have gone on this hill because George Washington Bridge. Every every trucker knows this. At George Washington Bridge, it's a nightmare, right? And there's merge and merge and merge and merge. And I had this guy, and he was sitting there in his little black Mercedes, and he was insistent he was going to get in front of me, and he kept trying to little herka jerks like he was going to intimidate my truck, and I put him into the side rail. I let him ride there, and I let it go, and it was fun and i would do it every day all day long did not care he literally smashed into it trying to get in front of me so nope didn't pull over didn't waste my time don't care 100 percent did it 100 percent did it so yeah i absolutely nope you try to merge in when other people have already merged in on on them nobody should let you in Nobody. You should literally, there should be a cop sitting there ready to pull you over because you didn't merge in when everybody else did. There should be literally considered a safe merging distance. And if you're not merged over by then, cops should just pull. That's where you want, you want to get your money. That's where cops should get their money. Seriously. Yeah. How many people pass our trucks and do that every single all, time? All the time. Yeah. But, you know. And it's like, and I get people mad. And it's like, when they're like, pull over, I'm like, yeah, let's pull over. <laughs> And then they're like, wait, because <laughs> the reality of, yeah, it's about to happen. And then they just, they, you know, puss out every time, every mm -hmm. time. So, yeah, no, nope, there you go. If you consider that small, fine. To me, it's not small. I just, you know, bad drivers should have to face consequences just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's bad. I know. <laughs> and then when I say it from the outside, it's, gosh darn it. <laughs> well, I mean, yours is bad and mine is, is not like. Mine's not like awful. I'm not violent with things like that, mm -hmm. but it's, <laughs> but mine is that there's a specific way to clean everything at all in a household. Mm -hmm. And if it's not done right, it's not clean. That's what, that's my hill I will die on. If it's not clean a hundred percent, you can't use the word clean. Yep. You can't say you cleaned it. You yep. can't say uh, you can't because it's not clean. If yep. you washed a dish, but then there's still grease on it or there's lint on it because whatever towel you dried it off with left, the, it's not clean. Yep. And so, but it's like that with everything. The big things with the pot lids. Yeah. Oh, God, the pot lids. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just everything, every household item is like that. You can't tell me you cleaned a room if it's not perfect. Right. If it's not perfectly done and everything is where it's supposed to be and, you know, every every little bit of it, every drawer is cleaned out, any, you know, table surface is wiped down. If, if that's not not done if not every single part of it is done it's not clean it's mm -hmm. just you did some extra things with it oh if you you didn't clean the room you picked up the floor there's a difference so that that but that is 100 percent a hill i'm willing to die on because those are arguments that i have with all of the girls all the times oh i cleaned that really then why is it still dirty well i picked up the see you picked up the floor or i vacuumed the carpet or like you didn't clean the room you didn't finish what you were doing top to bottom start to finish then it's not clean so that's that's mine i, I will 100 percent die on that hill every single time mm -hmm. because it it bugs me <laughs> so i yeah fully oh my gosh yes and <laughs> yeah no you're right you're 100 I'm that I <laughs> again I when I think small things I always think like you know Heinz ketchup is better than Hunt's ketchup yeah that's I mean yeah people will die on hills like that I get that yeah but and, it's just meh and like for 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 me that's an actual true statement <laughs> Heinz well, ketchup is always better than Hunt's ketchup and, and like when McDonald's like McDonald's used to be Heinz 
and now there's just McDonald's ketchup, and I don't like their ketchup anymore. Hmm. So, and it's like, but I can tell the difference, so. I think that the reason, well, because for the, for the majority of my life, I didn't actually like ketchup. Mm-hmm. It, it was very much a taste buds maturing thing, because it wasn't even like I met you and then suddenly, you know, trying all the foods I liked it. It still took until pretty much like a, a year ago until I started actually wanting ketchup on things mm-hmm. and so i because i remember we would get mcdonald's or anything and you'd be like oh definitely i salt my ketchup and i was like that's disgusting still don't like it because you were like nah you just you gotta you gotta try it the way that i do it and that's that's a hill you'd be willing to die yeah on. I w- salt you know what ketchup, yeah I, I, okay when yeah when okay well no this is just like consider it a culinary tip okay <laughs> everybody gets french fries and everybody wants ketchup and it's like and everybody says, oh i want extra salt on my fries no you don't no don't don't do that what you do is you get your ketchup, you get your little ketchup container, whatever it is, you spread it out so you have the most surface area possible, and then you sprinkle the salt directly onto the ketchup. And it's nice and easy because that gets an equal amount of salt mm-hmm. and extra salt onto every french fry that you have because you salt french fries. Unless you've salted the french fries immediately, like when the oil is still fresh on them and on the, on the surface, it's not going to stick. So you're just salting the bottom of a bag or a container. So... You salt into the into the ketchup itself, and bam, every single bite, nice and even. You can do it as thick or as light as you want, and it works. So, yeah, food hack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I've got one more so that we can move on to what, you know, you want to talk about. Sure. And if we have extra time at the end, then I can ask any of the others. Okay. But for now, we'll stop with this one. And, it's, and I know that you'll probably have a couple answers to this. What's something that was supposed to be the next big thing, but absolutely flopped? So I'll let you think about it because I have something. Okay, and it's go not for that it. big. It's it's I don't even know how many people would you know know what it was. But right after um, Vine had failed and everything got shut down there, mm-hmm. and Musically had uh, like it was like just launched. It was barely even anything. There was this app that was called Triller, and <laughs> I remember it because like people, people, uh, what was it? Dub smash, dub mm-hmm. smash did get big and it was just, you know, mostly just taking audios and making them super high pitched and people were just mouthing them. And it was funny, haha, cute. And right after the era of vine, it was really easy for people to figure it out, but it was mostly something that like parents would enjoy doing with their kids or doing and then sending to their kids and things like that. But then Triller was launched and that was what, my generation was like, oh man, this is so cool. You got to check this out. You basically can make music videos with this app and not like super long. It was literally like now age, well, not now age, more like 2019 age TikTok where people were more into just mouthing words and stuff, still trying to move out of the musically era. And, but you could record like five different clips in the same set of the song and then overlay all of them and it would, you know, use AI and blah, 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 and then mash all of those together so that it would, you know, go from clip to clip and then back to another clip and then back to the other clip, mm-hmm. which you can't do in TikToks anything right now. Like everybody that edits their stuff like that, they're editing it outside and then uploading it to TikTok. Triller, you could do all of that and Triller would do it for you and you could still adjust the clips and move them around. It was so cool. Everybody was so excited about that. People were like, oh man, imagine the possibilities. And then i don't even know what happened it just 
just the fuck appeared <laughs> and I don't know if it still exists on the app store or not but I haven't seen a trailer video in forever and I actually had made a TikTok about it like two years ago be like oh man people are remembering all of the old things and then I was like but do y'all remember Triller and Dub Smash and people people did remember it but only people that were like a part of my generation like nobody else knew yeah. what it was but it was such a it was everybody was so hyped about it and then it just disappeared no idea what happened to it. No idea if they ever had a following or if there was ever like a, a niche group that went after it and used it. But I have not seen a damn thing about it since using it in high school. <laughs> so okay. So that's mine. I, I don't know if anybody else remembers it, but I do. No, that's, but that's, that's I because I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and this is this is where the benefit of us having that generational difference mm -hmm. in in being able to you know talk about things um, is definitely the way to go. And for me, like when I sit and I go, um, I think about okay, what what do I think is the biggest? One of them, honestly, is Google Glass. <gasps> Google Glass was oh, right. it was supposed to be that. complete augmented reality. You're supposed to be able to drive have it do a map overlay on everything that you were doing it was essentially the thought of being able to have a vr overlay to your world so it was there was so much potential and so much hype in what it was going to be that you know i was i i'll be honest i was excited about it but i wasn't in a place where i was going to be able to afford it so i was absolutely you know excited for google glass and I thought, man, this this is gonna be, this is gonna be a thing, you know. I was I was excited about it. I was like, I thought it was so amazing. And they sold something like fifteen hundred sets. They were crap. They were, um, they malfunctioned. They didn't work the way anybody thought they were going to be. They just none of it was actually working right, and it just disappeared. And that was that was a big one for me because I I thought man this this is it this is the way to go mm. you could there were people who were I knew there were friends of mine who were like so invested in it that they were gonna change just the dynamics of things like you'd be able to drive down the road look over at a restaurant right mm -hmm. and just tap the side of your tap the side and uh, of your uh, Google Glass and you would be able to see everything about that restaurant from the menu to reviews to videos and everything was going to be integrated into that and i thought that was so exciting for me you know and it just completely failed and that's crazy and it was like and and think about it it was hype they spent hundreds of millions of dollars promoting and building and developing this thing and everybody everybody was excited about it and then it it pulled a MySpace. <laughs> it just disappeared, you know, and and that's it, man. MySpace is another one. Heck, MySpace was predated Facebook, you know. Yeah. My MySpace I... was <sighs> the, MySpace's downfall was the very thing that was attractive to it, right? Before MySpace, you just had groups. Um, you had Microsoft groups, Yahoo had groups, even AOL had groups. Right. And they were just these groups and you had your profile on the groups and all of those different things that you had. But MySpace, you could 100 percent customize it. The problem was, is with MySpace, you could 100 percent customize it. Mm -hmm. And people were making the ugliest flash pages of 
their stuff and you just couldn't handle it. Grandma found animated GIF of a penguin knocking over another penguin. And she loved that so much that she put it in 50 different ways, times and sizes. And, you know, I found a gold glittery thing over the top of it. And it was just... It was atrocious. Do you think it was mostly that? Or do you think it was that paired with the fact that the newer generations were lazy and didn't want to learn how to code and do all the things to decorate it all up? You know, the, the th no, I, I think the big thing was that MySpace was all about customization with a group of people who were happy to be individuals and everybody liked being individuals. And Facebook came along when everybody wanted to conform to everything and everybody wanted everything to look the same, smell the same, and be vanilla the same. That's why everybody is on Twitter. That's why everybody is on Facebook. That's why everybody was watching the same news. That's why everybody's, you know, everybody goes to the same restaurants. And everybody, you know, it's just everybody is just literally falling in line and just wants basic and you know they want basic because otherwise twitter would be so much more than it is right it's like i don't even know can you even play facebook games anymore are there even facebook games anymore um that's a good question but i know that games that i had played before that you could connect to facebook mm -hmm. in a big way still exist but nobody actually plays them like uh oh man draw something I mean, I don't know if it still does, but I checked okay. up on it like a year and a half ago to see if it still existed, and I downloaded it. I mean, people still used it, but it was it was very slow. I'm pretty sure half those people were bots just to keep it going. Nobody actually connected their Facebook. It's not like before where, you know, you'd pass a level and, like, you could have your list of friends from Facebook all chilling there and, mm -hmm. you know, post about it or tag them or poke them on Facebook. I remember when that was a thing. None, none of that None of that existed anymore on it. Yeah. So it's a, no matter what, even the ones that do exist, they're not the same anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's and, and I get the technology changes like websites are so much different now, which I'm grateful for because, oh, my gosh, websites used to be so <laughs> you, hard to navigate. You, yeah, because, you know, I, I, I was at websites that literally were just, oh, because there was a time where you could get a website for your business. And if you used um, certain services, um, you could have your website, but they would give you like one free page, right? Or they okay. give you three free pages. So the entire website was one long oh, page. Oh, I've still come across no, some like websites Geo like that. No, like GeoCities was the big one, right? And then it was their URL. So it was, you know, so and uh, so and so's chunky chunk at g or dot geocities.com and you just knew and it was it was horrible for me as a business person because you're trying to tell people that number one they need to have their website on their business cards i i still see what? business cards that people have and they have websites and they don't put their websites on their business cards and my brain just can't handle this that is you know what? There, that would go back to one of the hills I would die on, <laughs> is people not doing that. What are you doing? You know, it's like your social media needs to be a a good you know thing. It's a part of your marketing. It's all it is. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, GeoCities was the big one, and people would have these one page websites, or they would have a navigation bar that was you 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 couldn't get around in the website. No search, no nothing, and it was just horrible That's you know crazy. and it was like oh and just the i think it was zen carts back then but you know whatever shopping carts people were using there was a bunch of different ones 
and you couldn't even go through those. You couldn't find, you couldn't search. You had to scroll a ridiculous amount to be able to find something. They weren't categorized. So that, because, you know, people would just, oh, I can build it myself. And it's like, and they built, it's like, mm, yeah, I can do my own open heart surgery. Doesn't turn out well. <laughs> well. It's the truth. So, but I want to talk about something. And it's something that's really upsetting me. And, and I want to talk to you and I want to show I want you to know the numbers to understand why it's upsetting me. And it's not upsetting me for any of the reasons that anybody else you know, has talked about, or for the most part that I've seen, and it and it's still important to me. Because I want to talk about Brittany Griner, but I know you have like a summary for anybody who doesn't know who this person is mm-hmm. and what's going on or what's gone on. So if if you want to start with that, I will be happy to follow over. Okay, so um, Brittany Griner was a or is or I don't actually know the update on that, but a WNBA star that had been detained in Russia on drug charges for nearly 10 months before she was released in a prisoner swap last Thursday. So, um, just for some little tidbits on her, she, like I said, WNBA star, she was a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Um, She had been detained in Russia since February on drug charges. Um, And those particular drug charges, uh, authorities said that it was because they found um, vape pods in her luggage that contained weed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... Um, it's not legal in Russia. No drugs are legal in Russia. Right. So she was detained on the spot and had been told that she was, you know, she, she was going to be going to trial and was sentenced and, you know, was stuck there. And then after a bit, you know, she got into contact by writing letters to people out here and, you know, found out what happened and people were talking about it. She actually wrote a letter to President Biden um, mm-hmm. basically big hole, boo-hoo, I'm stuck here, I feel like I'm never going to be able to come home kind of thing. And it pulled the heartstrings of Biden, and he decided that he was going to start negotiating mm-hmm. with Russian authorities to get her back home. Yep. What they ended up doing, um, they ended up exchanging her for Victor Bout, which is a Russia, Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death, yep. who had been serving a 25-year prison sentence here for conspiring to sell weapons to people who said they planned to kill Americans. So, that's th- that, and it, they were uh, going to do an exchange for her and another person, another American that's currently in prison in Russia. Yep, a decorated Marine. Mm-hmm. But they did not bring him, and they still made the exchange. Yep. So that's that's the little tidbits. That's pretty much everything you need to know. Everything outside of that is just extra fluff that any article is going to give you so that they have more read time. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and here's mine. Okay. I don't care that it's legal here. It wasn't legal there. She knew it wasn't legal there. She was mm-hmm. over there to play basketball, knew it wasn't legal there. The consequences are the consequences. You know, mm-hmm. it's that that's 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 why it's there. Right. That's why people do the things they do. I have my friend Toby went to Amsterdam. Why? Because he could do heroin and opium and everything over there legal. And he went over there to legally do it. But when he did it here in the U.S., he got busted. He went to jail. That's where where it is. But, and this goes along with what I talked about yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. That 
okay, if we're going to say, hey, you know what? We we want her back We we because we don't think that she should be in, in prison for this. Then why do we have people in the U.S.? In prison for this. Mm-hmm. Why do we do you do you know how many people are, are in the U.S. prison system right now? Uh, no, not okay. Top of my head. There's approximately sixty-two thousand pris- uh, people in the U.S. prison system right now. Okay, hmm, okay. so let's just say sixty thousand because it's just going to make the life the numbers easier. Okay, because I'm just going to round numbers properly where they belong. Okay. Okie dokie. So sixty thousand people are are at any given time actively in prison in the U.S. Okay. Forty thousand of those are marijuana related charges what that's it so if you took away if 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 you say hey you know what we want her home we want we want her free because we don't think marijuana is something that she should be in prison for then release the 40,000 prisoners that we have in the US you understand that is two thirds of the people in prison in the oh U.S. system God. right now at any given time are there because of marijuana-related charges. And we're just... Why is that not a bigger thing on anybody's agenda right now? Because the prison system is about profit. Okay, you've heard the term the prison industrial complex? No, I have not. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, the prison industrial complex is a term that I think has been around since right around the 50s. And it was a proper term that was utilized to describe how private business and prisons were working together, right? Because prisoners are profitable. Because, you know, a prison, what do prisoners get three times a day? food right and you think the government does the government have food no no so they contract out with with private caterers to supply food food suppliers to provide food they contract out for these things they have prison um they have you know prison labor programs and prison training programs and all of those are government contracts right prisoners Prisons are given money by the federal government and state governments and local governments to produce and have people. And if there's not enough people in there, then guess what? The prisons would shut down. Hmm. The prison industrial complex is made to be, you know, profit. And it's profit everywhere. From the time that you are arrested, if you are arrested, then you go to a bail bondsman. A bail bondsman right there, that moment, is there making money off of you, right? Because a, a bail bondsman takes you, if you get a, a million dollar bond, right? Mm-hmm. You have to come up with $100,000 of that. That bond says that you are going to go to all your trials and everything there. And a bail bondsman says, okay, well, I'm going to charge you 10% of that because I don't believe you're going to run away. I'm going to make sure you go to all of your court cases. And then when everything is done, I get to keep your $100,000. Whether you're guilty or innocent, I get your $100,000. Attorneys are a part of that, right? You, you're, The probation system is part of it. The parole system is part of it. And in fact, the probation system is hugely profitable. And people don't realize that. But it's like, so if you take away two-thirds of that, then you take away two-thirds of the income from private individuals. Wow. And so when people sit and talk about special interest in government, I'm like, get rid of special interest in everything. So I don't care 
about Brittany Griner. I don't. In fact, I, I didn't even know that that was her wife that Biden was saying she's coming home to, expecting mm -hmm. uh, to elicit some other response. I guess she already knew. Yeah. You know, but I didn't care about that. I Fine. Great. You got her home. Oh, wow. You traded a the merchant of death, the very person who supplies weapons to Russia so that you could feed, you know, the war industrial complex, right? Because now he's going to get back into Russia and he's going to start dealing arms to the Russian army to fight the Ukraines who we're giving money to. So great fucking job there, you goddamn geriatric idiot, right? Mm -hmm. But But fine. So she's coming home. Awesome. So I expect tomorrow... For you to sign a declaration, d d you know, criminalizing. D, thank you, decriminalizing. Because I'm trying to de-illegalizing, <laughs> <laughs> decriminalizing all marijuana, all marijuana-related charges, and releasing everybody and expunging their records for every person who has ever had any marijuana-related charges. Period. That sounds fair to me. Yeah. Why should it be? you know, a thing that we can completely do for a WNBA star mm -hmm. in a separate country who knew what she was doing. Who hates and, this country. Yeah, and bring her back and do all of this effort and make all this effort for somebody and it's all in the public eye and her wife is so boo-hoo about it because, yeah, and I get it. That is a very scary situation. Your wife goes to play basketball and the next call you get is that she's literally in prison in a different country. Mm -hmm. Pretty scary. Mm -hmm. But what about every other wife and daughter and mom and brother and sister of somebody who was arrested because they had marijuana in their possession yep. or in their car and it was a friend's and they didn't believe that dumb story or was around when everybody else was, you know, got caught and they just happened to be in the wrong circle of friends and just any of that. All of these people oh, and all of their hundreds drug. of stories. <laughs> yeah, it's just, don't even start on that again. <laughs> but <laughs> all of these stories that people have, none of them are being heard. All these people that are stuck in prison, in prison, yep. because they had a little weed on them. Or because they were smelling of it and a cop that was, you know, just, there's so many stories. There's so many stories. Mm -hmm. And all of them are stuck watching the news, seeing as this WNBA star got off the hook. Because why? Because she was in a different country? Yep. Because... It was just some vape pods. Like, what's the reason? Why is she getting the pass, but nobody else is? So, because she's part of a sport that nobody watches, including women and other WNBA players. Yeah. Right? So, no, it's... There's nothing that makes it make sense. There's not, no part of that that makes it okay. I'm just as upset because, you know, I, I don't have any personal ties to anything like that, but mm -hmm. I am empathetic enough to know that i mean i don't have any personal ties to anything like drug related with things like that but i mean my i have a family member that is currently in jail for you know dumb things mm -hmm. and i couldn't even imagine like the things that he did he did and he got arrested for and those things were justified to get arrested for i could not imagine seeing tomorrow that somebody was having so much special treatment for the same thing that he was arrested for and just being fine with it. Yep. So 
for yeah for all of the families that have any any relative even just friends you know when we say families we don't always mean blood families the people that you surround yourself your village it's that's if anybody that you are close with or that you care about has been imprisoned because of marijuana i cannot imagine that your blood is not boiling seeing Mm -hmm. all of this and just you know knowing that they're going to still be there for years well this random lady that nobody heard of before of the, before any of this right. was being brought back because why not basically that's what it feels yeah. like it, 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 it's it's apply it to everybody or or apply it to nobody you know mm-hmm. it's that that's all there was to it and it was like and and then the problem is is that you say that well you being a black a young black woman mm-hmm. can get further away with saying that than i can yeah you know because they look at me and they're oh, like mm, middle-aged know? white man you know you don't you must not like her because she's black oh you must not like her because she's gay i didn't I, know she was gay right i didn't I know like, that at all i was like okay um and no the skin color thing my family was shocked i married a white girl in the first place <laughs> But you know what? No, I'm not going to defend myself like that, you know, and that's that's what people do anymore. But it's like, no, it, you know, it since the 1950s, when this be, be started to become a thing, the prison population exploded because, bam, they made marijuana a series A, you know, and they made marijuana a, a crime. And it's like, OK, but now we're, we're to that point. Mm-hmm. It's like defederalize it. Yeah, it, get it off. It, it, if states want it, then let them do it on a state level, a state by state level. I would love if Texas. <laughs> I've said it before. Yeah. I would love if Texas legalized it. You'd sex, which you'd think Texas would, since they're all about freedom. But you know, yeah, it, but it is. It's the same thing where we say all the time that you know we may sound like we're bashing on the leftist side, but mm-hmm. we are just as much against. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Conservatives and everything on the right. I hate the radical wings on either side of the bird. Yeah. That's all there is to it. We are very much a middle ground. There are so many things that we could get into that the right can definitely ease up on and not be so crazy. Like, you know, it just most of it comes down to for most of it for the right comes down to things shouldn't be on a government level. Like, right, religious mm-hmm. religious decisions shouldn't yeah. be there at all, and and it's the you know, and and that's and and just the brief moment into that, I I will say this that I do believe that there's a radical right wing because radical right is religious right, and mm-hmm. it's like you know what, hey, radical Islam terrorists are on the right. They are literally they're they're that crazy on their religious front. Yeah, it's like that is the right. And it's like so. There's there, it's on both sides. You've you've got the Koch brothers. You've got you know. Oh man, why did I just blank on his name? Soros. I'm sorry. You've got George Soros, and you've got all of those. You know, I I don't understand it, that everybody should be like, hey, you know what? We're glad she's home. Now can we get everybody else home? Yeah. Because there's forty thousand other people in prison right now that shouldn't be, and the prisons don't want it because they then there'd be forty thousand less mouths to feed. There'd be forty thousand less people to quote unquote educate and train. There'd be forty thousand less people to go to to give money to, you know, um, church visitors and contracts and all of that. And forty thousand less people to need to worry about doing the landscaping and you know, inmates you know, and, and guards and everything else for because the prison industrial complex is bias. 
It's the same thing with the police department. We have police right now, and what is their job? Their job isn't to protect and serve. Their get their job is to control and arrest. And that's that's. But we'll we'll get into that on a deeper one. I think we're pretty good for the day. Yeah, we can we can give a a couple of questions, a couple of lighthearted questions just okay. for the not yeah, go ending for it on. To end so we everybody has a good weekend. Yeah. On a lighter note versus I don't know I think a lighter note would be if somebody passed this on to Biden and he goes you know what that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, hey, that would let's, be great. Let's get let's get forty thousand people back out there and as taxpayers instead of tax burdens. But yeah, go for it. Okay, so this first one, um, mm-hmm. what becomes less and less attractive as you get older? Ooh, what becomes less and less attractive as you get older? Uh huh. Big social events. Honestly. I think a lot of people in the comments agree with that. Yeah. Anything that is loud is, yeah, the, is the top like, comment. I used to go to concerts, and I've been to Metallica. I've been, heck, I was at Run DMC. I went to Naughty by Nature. I went to, you know, Amy Grant. Man, my 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 concerts are so bipolar. You know, <laughs> I I went to all of those, and now I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I couldn't. I don't, I don't want to do any of that stuff. So yeah, big social things, even sports games. I don't, I, you know, even if I liked sports, I wouldn't want to go to any of the games. Like I, I, I kind of want to go play, you know, the WSOP and go play some poker, but at the same time, I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of crowd or with the crowds with a bunch of people. I don't want to smell a bunch of people. (laughs) Yeah. I think (laughs) young adults. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I have to say. You. Because, well, I mean, like, 18, 19, no, I got you. 20. Like, you know, you grow, you get, you, when you're a teenager, you look mm-hmm. up to those people and you think they're attractive. It's, they're the main characters in every single movie and TV show because that's like, that's the age. It's your prime mm-hmm. time. That's when everything's great, you know? And, you know, 21 comes around, everybody's, you know, awesome and partying and everything's so, you know, every, it's so attractive to think of just having a one night stand. Like all of this party mentality stuff right. and all these young adults just want to do it. And I'm 21 right now. I looked up to those people when I was what 15 16 because i didn't want to be around the people that i was around Mm -hmm. and now i'm 21 and i don't even want to be around people that are my age because i can't stand it i don't like it i would much rather have a good heartfelt conversation over some mimosas on the front porch than go out drinking and not remember where i am and make out with random people and things like that because it's just it's not attractive i don't see the appeal anymore and i am that age Mm -hmm. so I that's that's my answer. Just okay. young adults, <laughs> everything no, about them. That's good. So there's that one. That one's okay. nice and simple. Um, and then we'll end it on this one. Okay. Um, and this is a question pointed at you. What's <laughs> the male okay. equivalent of wearing a guy's hoodie? The male equivalent of wearing a guy's hoodie? Yeah, because we you know, we always want your shirts, your or your mm-hmm. hoodies to sit and just have your smell on them and everything like that is what is what's the male equivalent of that what do you look forward to what do you want to have or be around or have a as a keepsake or anything like that to remember when we're far apart and things like that oh pillow it's seriously a pillow that smells that smells like you know a, a pillow that smells like your woman is is like the best thing you literally just sit there and just 
breathe deep and it's it's you know most men are taller than the women that they're with mm -hmm. and so when you're standing close to me i smell your hair right so ah. when when you're not close to me and i lay down on the bed and, and i have a pillow that's there it's like <sighs> you know and it's no it, it's it's that um, definitely. So, I mean, there's some guys that are out there like her panties, you know, but <laughs> that is, that is. I don't think you're going to be separate, trying on separate, my underwear. Separate thing, separate thing there, buddy. But, <laughs> but no, it, and, and honestly, it's, it's generally the pillow. It's, it's, and, and I, and I do that's part of the reason that I have this huge nest of pillows that I have <laughs> because I have pillows that smell like different people's hair and I just, and just it's your smell and it's it's the same thing it's you know if your perfume lingers in a car or your body spray lingers in a car and it's like what throws me off is every now and then when i'm when i'm walking through somewhere and somebody else is wearing your body spray or your perfume or oh, something like that yeah. and they walk by me and I go what the what the, no that's not allowed <laughs> that, you can't do that right it's not yours give but, it back yeah so so yeah that that would definitely be the equivalent so and but there's other times where it's like you know you'll try something on you're like oh how do you like the smelling no 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 you smell like crazy x <laughs> <laughs> but but uh yeah no pillows definitely okay all right and so with that, we hope you guys have a great weekend. I know you've heard a lot of background noise and everything's changed on us. This Friday podcast has definitely been the hardest one for us to get out to you, so we apologize. But uh, we've had rain and weather and all kinds of craziness. I hope everybody stays safe this weekend, and we definitely look forward to seeing you on Monday. We're pretty excited. I'll, I will, I'll give you guys the, the little tidbit. Um, Leavenworth, Kansas. There was a screw job pulled over on the on the elect, duly elected mayor, and I'm hoping to talk to him this weekend or to have him on the have him on the show uh, hopefully Monday or Tuesday of next week. So we're trying to get that to happen. It's a it's gonna be a big story. It really is. It it's it has it's it's ridiculous. So until then, drive safe, be safe, enjoy your family, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thank you so much for joining us and sharing us with all your friends and letting everybody know and we look forward to seeing you next week and until then peace out with your peace out Bye.